0: Welcome to the Innovators Podcast. My name is Allison Doyle, and I'm the Associate Director at the Iowa State University Research Park. For this edition of the Innovators Podcast, we have invited to the table our friends from the Cultivation Corridor. The Cultivation Corridor develops and markets Iowa's bioscience and ag economy, and we work closely with them on a number of initiatives throughout the year. Today on the Innovators Podcast, Rebecca Sletten will talk to a couple of the innovation interns who went through the Corridor's Next Generation Innovation Impact Study. I think you'll greatly enjoy hearing from these students and learning about how the next generation views innovation and in our economy.
1: My name is Rebecca Slutton, and I serve as the Public Affairs Manager for America's Cultivation Corridor. I'm excited to be here today on the Innovators Podcast with two of our innovation interns from the NextGen Innovation Impact Study, Lex and Olivia. The NextGen Innovation Impact Study is a semester-long project giving 10 innovation interns the opportunity to dig into innovations that are driving sustainability across the agricultural industry. In addition to their research, our interns got the chance to go on facility tours, hear from panels, gain professional training and experience communicating their findings. The study is a joint program between America's Cultivation Corridor and Start Something Cows at Iowa State University. The organization I work for is America's Cultivation Corridor, one of the organizations facilitating the study. And we are a public private partnership working to advance agricultural innovation in the state of Iowa. We have worked closely with the Iowa State University Research Park over the past nine years and even hosted our next-gen study meetings here at the park this year. We know just how much state-of-the-art innovation is happening right here in the state of Iowa, but it was so cool to share that knowledge with our innovation interns this semester. So let's get to know our interns and hear about their experience. Would you guys introduce yourself today?
2: Yeah, hello everybody. My name is Lex Castle. I'm a junior studying agriculture business from northwest Iowa and uh, spurred specifically. Um, Future plans, I'm going to return to the family row crop operation. Um, So this internship was really great because, you know, as I am returning to the farm, I think farming is going to be on the, you know, the the forefront of innovation. And, you know, I kind of hope to maybe incorporate some of the innovations I found or be able to see those down the line of my career of farming at home.
3: Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening and having me today. So I'm Olivia Stout. I major in Agriculture and Rural Policy Studies. I'm from a small town in North Central Iowa, uh, Marble Rock. My future plans is to graduate Iowa State University in the May of 2024 and start my career in the Ag sector, still trying to work out the final details of that. This internship will really tie into my future plans because as I stay in the Ag sector, Innovation is everywhere. Agriculture is truly the leading sector of technology and innovation, so I hope to be the one to advocate for those new and upcoming innovations and be the one to tell people outside the sector all about them.
1: Perfect. And so, as I mentioned, these are two of our 10 innovation interns that we had the privilege of working with this semester. Um, And their work throughout the semester was split into two parts. The first half of the semester, they spent researching and uncovering innovations that were driving sustainability in the agricultural industry. During the second half of the semester, they spent um, determining the best way to share their knowledge and experience with targeted audiences. So, Olivia, over the course of the semester, was there anything that you learned that surprised you about the agricultural innovations? one big aspect that
3: really like surprised me is that innovations are covering every aspect of the industry from small to large issues from personal issues like loss of labor you know in rural america that's one of the biggest problems right now is finding those jobs that you know labor intensive that maybe not everyone wants to do so the automation really covers that aspects to solving global issues, the methane production or any type of issue that comes from ag that might be on the top list of a lot of politicians' talking points nowadays. So noticing all of those innovations that kind of cover that and really seeing the people that dedicate their life's work to come up with these innovations, better them, and make them actually useful for the ag industry to become more efficient.
1: Lex, what about you? What stuck out to you?
2: Yeah, for me... uh two two main highlights, at the focus on water quality, and then I guess, you know, carbon innovation as a whole. You know, those two stuck out to me just doing all my research and looking, you know, the most common theme, or I guess, you know, maybe the most common problems that these big companies were kind of trying to solve and would maybe take, taking different approaches into solving. But I'd say those were the two that, you know, were bright red and flashing mm-hmm. at issues that people were trying to solve would be, you know, water quality, and then carbon as a whole, whether that's carbon credits or carbon reduction for companies just in general.
1: So throughout the course of this study, we also tried to give you both and, and the rest of our innovation interns um, the opportunity to tour and see innovations firsthand happening so close to Iowa State University. Um, throughout the course of our facility tours, I'm guessing there was probably a few of them that stuck out to you, but if you had to maybe narrow it down to one, what was one of them that you really you know left the tour thinking <laughs> You know, that's a huge innovation that could impact our world.
2: Yeah, for me, uh, it was absolutely the BioCentury Research Farm. So that's uh, out in Ames. They do a lot of interesting things there. There's a lot of, I think, most of the professors or a lot of grad students are out there working on projects. We learned that projects are kind of, there's two there's two ways you can do them. They'll either maybe partner with Iowa State, and if Iowa State comes up with an in- innovation, then they'll maybe you know, 50-50 on it, or also there's a lot of big companies that, uh, you know, will just pay a hundred percent in order to, uh, in order to just have Iowa State do all the research and just kind of develop that. For me, I think that was just, it was an eye-opening experience of just seeing all these huge, you know, large name companies that are in partnerships or doing work with Iowa State in order to be, you know, on the forefront of, uh, you know, innovation in general, or just, you know, I think kind of put a whole nother nother level of, I guess, respect to the Iowa State grad students who are, you know, working on real life things, you know, just the amount of work that they're doing with John Deere out there, I think is exciting. And it kind of, you know, reminds me of, you know, once again, why Iowa State's one of the best, you know, ag schools that you can find in the nation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've had the chance to go out to the Biosensory Research Farm. And every time I'm out there, I see a new project or learn something new about their different partnerships with organizations. So that's always one that I'm impressed by as well. What about you, Olivia?
3: While all of them were, you know, very interesting to go take a tour, and I, it really opened up to my eyes to every different aspect. Um, my favorite one was the John Deere Sea and Spray Lab someone like me that's not the biggest agronomy person that was one aspect to my family farm that i didn't get the most interested in for my personal preferences in that tour i was truly interested and engaged with what they had to say and the information that they were giving us seeing it firsthand every type of innovation that they were coming up with was very cool and to see a company like john deere that you know is very big and well-known in the market sector, and they, you know, do pretty well for themselves. They're still investing a lot of time and resources into, you know, like I said, making agriculture more efficient for tomorrow, and so it's kind of cool to see a company like that that values, you know, being productive and making a profit, but also values making agriculture better, and then just, like, the end of that tour and more interactive with one of the technology pieces that they had. And we personally got to see how it works. So that was probably one of our favorites.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's fun to go out there and especially go on tours that maybe aren't um, in your wheelhouse. You made a good point about that, Olivia, that it, it's not necessarily your area of expertise, but there's still a lot to be learned. The 10 innovation interns were also divided into five market segments to ensure that the industry was represented across the innovations that were collected. The areas that they were broken into were production, inputs, processing, supply chain, and the consumer. So the innovation interns that I have sitting with me today chatting were part of the production segment. So before we go much further, want to make sure our listeners are on the same page for us. So what would you consider within the production segment?
2: Yeah. So, you know, when we refer to agriculture production, we're kind of re- referring to innovations created, uh, you know, that produce food, fiber, fuel and raw materials. I would say we kind of had the more, you know, traditional farming innovations. So, you know, that was kind of right in my wheelhouse, you know, trying to return the farm. I basically got to look at production as what is something that as a farmer, this would make my life easier and something that I would invest in. So I am really happy that we were production and I think we definitely maybe had the, the easiest or maybe the most innovations because I think production agriculture is just full of innovations and people trying to innovate all aspects of it.
1: Perfect. You know, I think it's always important to make sure we have we're all on the same page and a clear definition of what production could be because that could that could certainly range. So I appreciate you giving us kind of a, a run through. Um, so within your market segment, I know you research so many innovations. But likely, there's a few of them that rose to the top for you. So, what were some of those top innovations that you guys would come to mind within the production segment?
3: When me and Lex sat down initially and really dissected this whole project with our innovations in production, we really found out that like the agronomy side was Lex Wheel's house, and he loved it, and that's what got his brain going. The horticulture side and the animal production side was what I preferred and what I liked. So that kind of made it really easy to divide the sectors of what we really want to dive into. So one of my favorite ones that I found, my favorite innovation was, it's called Heat Seeker. This one really resonated with me on a personal <laughs> level. Uh, it's a technology that helps manage heat detection in cattle. So it's a digital heat patch that goes on cattle, whether that's a commercial herd or for show stock, and it will go on the back of the cow. And then once it's mounted, the cow is mounted, it will send a notification to your phone. So that's kind of cool of what I saw. Uh, you don't have to sit outside and you know manage and view and watch the cows all day. You get an accurate notification when the activity is happening and it records it for you so you don't have to write down on your pen and paper anymore so it really helps you narrow down the breeding window which helps increase the rate of conception which i saw is also very cool like we keep talking about the efficiency of egg, whether that's any type of sector you can think of so that was probably my favorite one that i found
1: what rose at the top for you lex
2: yeah so for me similar to olivia you know it's that you know, an innovation that maybe, you know, fixes a, a personal job or something you did. And, you know, Northwest Iowa, we we always say we, we grow rocks better than we grow anything. So, you know, a lot of my summers were spent out on a gator, you know, on, on a rack that you're driving through every field, picking up rocks. And no matter how many rocks you get, you know, you probably always miss a couple and you're always going to be right back there next year doing it. So, you know, my favorite innovation that I found, it was a kind of a two-part innovation uh, from the companies called TerraClear. So the first thing they have is they have some drones that you can fly over your field and it'll actually analyze the field and be able to detect rocks. And, you know, you can customize that by certain sizes, and then it'll actually create like a GPS map that, you know, can take you straight to the rocks or it can go along the rows. Um, and then the second part of that is you can take that GPS coordinates and, you know, maybe on an iPad, you can put that in your skid loader, and then they sell an attachment that's basically two belts that kind of. Once you get up on a rock, you can turn that on using the hydraulics on your you know skid steer, and it'll flip that straight into the the bucket that it's got for it. You know, so thinking of that, you know, imagine rock picking, you know, in an air conditioned skid loader rather than outside in ninety <laughs> degree heat. And you know, their famous line is "Pay people to pick up rocks, not to go look for rocks." So that was. That was something that I think cool. I think that's just one of the best, you know, just innovations that stick out to people are maybe ones that, just like Olivia said, you know, you think of all the time and energy you spent doing a certain project and now something else comes along that can cut that time in in a half, in a quarter. You know, that's something that's, I think, got us both really excited about, you know, the innovations that we found.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I remember when you presented it, and, and I know you said Northwest Iowa was where your rock trauma maybe was from, but I'm from Northeast Iowa and, and share those similar pains. And just remember how much time of my summer was spent rock picking that, to your point, maybe could 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 have been doing other things. So I know that one stuck out to me as well. And you know, you guys are uniquely positioned with some insight on where the market's going and, and different trends. So perhaps you could um, instill some of your wisdom or knowledge with the listeners today on what would be the Lex and Olivia picks on on trends that you're seeing in the agricultural industry.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I guess we go rapid fire here. But for mine, it was you know, carbon of animal production. There's a lot of there's a lot of different innovations that are maybe. You know, from a manure side, from a, you know, just a capture and maybe convert, you know, everyone's trying to figure out a way to, you know, either capture carbon or convert, you know, methane into carbon. You know, that's something where people always talk about double markets where people can, you know, then sell, sell carbon credits or then, you know, maybe they can sell, you know, carbon, you know, low carbon beef, you know, things like that. So that's. That's definitely an area I've, I saw.
3: Some areas that I saw is managing the efficiency of cattle, whether that's cow-calf pairs or fat cattle. Really thinking about other species of animals. They're all raised in a pretty commercial barn. Cattle are not yet. They're usually in yards or out in pastures. So every type of innovation I saw was, you know, like kind of Lex talked about is like the carbon that are coming from animals, the methane, cattle specifically. Uh, making them more efficient and then some of the other ones drones you know we talked about drones in fields but i saw a lot of innovations of tiny drones that are in greenhouses and they're flying everywhere to manage pests and weeds and then another aspect that i saw was video or like ai or digital managing everything you know they're taking pictures of weeds now and trying to identify that and like we talked about you're scanning fields for rocks and you're trying to find them so you can just go pick them up. So anything digital that's really just l- doing the looking and the scouting for the farmer is probably one of the biggest.
2: Yeah, and then I'd definitely add to that too, you know, auto steer, you know, mm-hmm. autonomous tractors, you know, that's definitely something that's right there with everything else is just as just as popular as, I guess, anything that you find in the innovation world. And I think also to add, when we were looking for innovations, you know, we were trying to find things that were, you know, within five years and kind of, you know, commercially available. So that kind of left out a lot of interesting innovations, but it was still fun, you know, to research and, and find those.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you guys all heard it here first, the trends that Olivia and Lex are projecting. So, you know, I'll give you guys a hypothetical situation now. So if I, you know, say I was sitting on $2 million and I give you each a million of the of the pile of money I'm sitting on today, what would you invest in? Um, and it can be let's let's make it even more challenging. Invest in an innovation that other groups research. So outside of the production realm and those other four areas your peers researched in, um, you know, if given a million dollars, what would you what would you be investing in?
3: One of the biggest ones that other groups found that I would really invest in, like. Like, full send, like, not today, holding yeah You're sending back. the money today. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs>
3: automated forklifts for warehouses. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything that we touch and use and probably eat goes through a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Really think about Amazon. If you can invest in that and sell that to Amazon, you're mm-hmm. making your money back probably ten times that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Making it in a very inefficient way. So that was, like, one of the aspects that I would take that million dollars and just <laughs> invest some way and somehow... And then maybe another one was like Power Pollen yeah, that's absolutely. here in Ames. I had a, had a couple of friends that interned with them this summer and they really talked about some of the innovation that they're doing there and someone that is very passionate about the ag industry, but also is a big gardener. And I see the aspects of pollen can have on simple flowers. I would, you know, love to invest on that to make it more efficient for the agronomy side of stuff. Holland is very powerful, and I've seen it firsthand, so that's something else I would invest in.
1: Perfect. Lex, what are you doing with your million? Yeah,
2: for me, I'm going to go, you know, I guess larger company. Uh, Cargo's working on, you know, it's kind of like new masts for ships. So, you know, for their cargo ships, you know, that are using all kinds of, you know, fuel traveling all the way across the ocean, they've, they've designed sails that can move the ship. And can make I forget what percent you know they saved carbon yeah. or just you know fuel in general. I think that's something you know. I don't think cargo across the oceans going anywhere. So I think if there was a way they could improve there and save save money there, that'd be that'd be definitely one I think I could see off and running. But I think selfishly, if we if we had a million dollars, we would we'd invest it into some of the production innovations that we found.
1: Very, very valid. I understand. I know I, I threw a challenge out there to invest in some of your, your teammates' money, but perhaps, you know, if they had a million dollars, they'd be investing in your innovations as well. So they seem like a pretty giving group. So the the final the final question I'll leave you with, speaking of those peers and not necessarily just your innovation interns, but just peers as a whole, um, if you could tell them one thing about the agricultural innovation space, what would it be?
2: You know, I would say, uh, the labor problem is probably the number one thing that I see innovations trying to solve. You know, that's something where you know, everyone keeps talking about it. It doesn't seem like it's going away. So, you know, most of these innovations, it's how can we make, you know, labor intense work easier? How can we make it so maybe you can not need as much labor if you're struggling to find labor? Then I, I'll make it a two-part thing. I think, you know, the more laws and rules that are coming into agriculture and things like that, you know, that that makes it so things have to change. So that's where I think there's also, you know, a different side of innovation that's just keeping up with or maybe converting maybe the things things were, trying to update them to, you know, be be right with all the, the rules or regulations that sometimes, you know, make it change into the marketplace.
3: I would go off of that too. Automation is, is everything. It reduces the need for labor like Lex touched on. The reduce the need for labor for scouting, plants, for, you know, warehouse issues, for really everything at this point. Sp- spraying fields, anything you really name it. Those type of labor intensive jobs that they can't find people to do because either, you know, it's t- too hard or they don't think it's worth the pay. That's one of the biggest things. And then a lot of the innovations were like, reduce, reduce, reduce carbon. That was like their biggest thing. And that was one of the biggest sectors that we found. And then overall, just becoming more efficient. That's everything that everyone strives to be in the egg world is more efficient, leads to more profit.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you both for joining me. Um, And thank you to the Iowa State University Research Park for letting us share a little bit about our programs and the innovations that you uncovered. And our program wouldn't have been possible without our program sponsors, ISG and Midwest Dairy, alongside so many of the other investors in America's Cultivation Corridor. So thanks again for listening. And if you want to learn more about our work, follow along the corridor on social media or sign up for our newsletter. Thanks.
0: Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time, stay inspired.